This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. Presence, I'm going to give you a scripture. We can't bypass his presence. We talk a lot about the Father God, and we should. We talk a lot about the Son, Jesus, and we should. But sometimes we don't talk as much about the person of the Holy Spirit. And we should. He's not a figment of our imagination. He's not a little flutter. He's not a feeling. He's a person. And he's just as vital to the Trinity as the other two parts are. They're co- they coexist. They're, co- e- they're all equal. They're all one in name, aim, and purpose. I need you to get a revelation of that. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6 in the Amplified Classic Edition says, And because you really are his sons, God has sent the Holy Spirit of his son, which is Jesus, into our hearts, crying Abba, Father, Father. So at salvation, the Holy Spirit is given unto us, and we have to receive him and acknowledge him. Here's the revelation. As long as we live in this earthly body, as long as we're in this earth, we're going to have some kind of conflict. We're going to, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth us out of them all. We're going to have to go through something. We were never promised that we would be exempt from problems, from conflicts, and from situations. We were never made that promise. That was never a promise. But we did get a promise of the person, of the Holy Spirit, listen, that we would be equipped For any conflict, situation, problem that we could possibly face. In this life, there is no escape. Listen to me. I'm talking to somebody today. This might not be a shouting and a jumping message, and I want you to hold your seat and really get a revelation today because somebody needs to hear it. If you don't need to hear it today, you're going to need to hear it one day. None of us can escape from human inclinations. We all have proclivities and inclinations. We all have frailties and weaknesses. Mine might not be yours and yours not, might not be his and his might not be hers, but we all have them. Weaknesses, I call them soft spots. We all have frailties and soft spots and feeble areas am I making faith in now here's the deal on Sunday morning we have our stuff on and we don't look like we have them but we do and the devil knows we do but here's the thing God invested his holy spirit through the abiding presence of the person of the Holy Spirit to help us to overcome them. We have the power to overcome every single one of our patterns, 
our weaknesses, our frailties. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit is given to us to be a light for our dark place. Every person in this room and online has a dark place. Now, you might not look like it today with your stuff on. But every single solitary one of us has a dark place. And the Holy Spirit is given to be light in your dark place. Oh, hallelujah. Come up in here with me. Sometimes you may feel like, why am I like this? Why, why do I keep doing this? Because you got to let the Holy Spirit shine light in your dark place. If I were to go over to Romans when Paul was writing a letter to the Roman church, they were having issues, you understand. And he was very vulnerable with them, and he was telling them, when I say I'm not going to do this, that's the very thing that I do. And the thing that I'm going to do, I don't even do it. He's all oh, wretched man that I am. Who could deliver me? This is Apostle Paul that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Now, if he had a struggle, who are we to think that, when did you write a book of the Bible? Who are you to think that you're not going to have a struggle? We're going to have a struggle. But he was encouraging the people to let them know that they were delivered by means of the person of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit breaks the dominion of the flesh and sin. Listen, the Holy Spirit breaks the dominion of fleshes, please, to please. P-L-E-A-S, the please, the begging, to please. P-L-E-A-S-E. We got our stuff on today, so we don't look like it. But we all have inclinations. We all have patterns. We all have dark spots, dark places. We all have soft spots and frailties. We just got to be real with it. Because if all of our heads were cut open and people could read our minds, oh, we'd be shamed. Oh, we'd be shamed. But the Holy Spirit has been given to us to give us power to overcome the flesh's plea to please. So my topic for today is simply unlimited ability. Ooh, good God Almighty, we have unlimited ability. Now here's the deal, you got to tap into it. It's like going to an all-you-can-eat place and sitting at the table talking about, oh, I'm so hungry. Oh, my stomach is hurting. Ooh. Get up and eat. <laughs> Come up in here. The all-you-can-eat buffet got your favorite food on it. It's piping hot. You paid for the meal. Why are you sitting there hungry, crying? Tell me, I can't believe how hungry I am. 
get up and eat. Eat until you are full. Eat until you're satisfied. There's unlimited ability for you to be completely satisfied. But you got to do the eating. Can't nobody do the eating for you. Are you listening to me? Oftentimes we're waiting for somebody to do it for us. You've got to do it. Let me dig into my lesson. I'm going to go straight to my lesson because I didn't get to get where I wanted to go Thursday. Unlimited ability. When, when you know you have unlimited ability from the Holy Spirit, this is where we say faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That means you have to have confident expectation. You got to know that you know that you know. You, and here's the thing. Do we believe that God can do anything? Who believes that God can do anything? Raise your hand. Okay, keep them raised. And then if somebody don't have their hand raised, turn around and look at them like this. We believe that God can do anything, don't we? But do we believe that he will do anything for us? When you don't believe that God will do anything for you, you make God unfair. You make God unjust. Why wouldn't he do anything for you? He gave his only begotten son. If you were the only person on the face of the planet, he would still need it for you. So you've got to have confidence in his character. His character is demonstrated by means of the person of the Holy Spirit. Don't put his character in question because you're tripping. I said don't put his character in question because you're tripping. Let me get to my lesson. You've got to rely. On the person of the Holy Spirit, you got to have faith that he will do what God promised that he would do. The Holy Spirit is a promise from God. When did God break his promise? Not only is he a promise giver, he's a promise keeper. Now, how many times have you broke your promise to God? We're not going to even, that's a conversation for a whole nother day. So whose character should be brought into question? Yours or, let's read this. John chapter 14, verses 16 and 18. I'm going to read a little bit of scripture because never take the word of a preacher unless he or she can qualify it in the word of God. John chapter 14, verses 16 through 18, and the New King James Version reads this way. This is Jesus talking. He said, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, one just like me, I got to go away so I can send him. I can be one place at a time, but I'm going to send another helper. He's going to live on the inside of you. So here it goes. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. This word helper comes from the word paraclete or paracletus, counselor, uh, advocate, teacher, comforter, intercessor, strengthener, standby, teacher, so many more attributes to the person of the Holy Spirit that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. Listen to me, the spirit of truth. If you believe that God can do anything, but he won't do it for you, you have believed a lie. You have not believed the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know why? They're not looking for him. 
The world is not looking for the spirit of truth. The, the world is looking for his truth, they truth, their truth, his truth, her truth. They're not looking for him so they can, can't see. So when you start talking about the truth, they're mad at you. They're mad at you when you begin to speak the word of God. They begin to accuse you of being biased and hateful. I'm just speaking the truth of the word of God. There is only one truth. The truth of the word of God. It says, because it sees him, nor neither knows him, but you know him. Listen to this part. For he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to him. Luke chapter 24. In Luke chapter 24, this is after Jesus had been crucified and he had rose again on the third day, rose again by means of the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowered him to get up from the grave and he got up with all power, might, dominion, and victory. Made a fool out of death. Led captivity captive. Are you listening to me? And the disciples, they were agitated. They were disturbed. They were uncertain. They were puzzled. They were in emotional and mental upheaval. They were tripping out. So Jesus came and he spoke peace over them. Let's pick it up on uh, verse 49, and I'll read through 53 in the New King James Version. He says, behold, I send the promise. Remember the promise, and this promise is a capital P. This is talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. I send the promise of my Father, talking about God. We see the whole Godhead in this whole whole verse right here. Jesus is talking, talking about the promise of the Holy Spirit from my Father, which is Father God, upon you. Says, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem, or wait in the city of Jerusalem, until you are in due clothed. With power, you're going to wear it like a garment, like a, like a, a, a sweater, like a, a comfortable coat, like a down coat in the winter. You're going to be endued with power from on high. Here's what he was saying in essence, expect power. He was telling them, now listen to me, this is after he rose from the dead. They were agitated, so now he is showing himself to to them in his resurrected state. So the resurrected Jesus now has appeared to them, and he said, expect power. In other words, expect unlimited ability. You don't have to be agitated. You don't have to be in an emotional upheaval any longer. Expect unlimited ability ability and he led them out as far as Bethany and he lifted up his hands and he blessed them now it came to pass while he blessed him that he departed from them and was carried up into heaven and they worshiped him and they returned to Jerusalem with great joy why did they have great joy because just a couple of verses ago they were an emotional mess they were agitated they were disturbed they were terrified they were troubled one translation says Now they had great joy because they were in great expectation for unlimited ability. They were in great expectation. Have you ever been so excited? You just tickle, you just, woo, I can't even hardly wait. They couldn't even hardly wait for this unlimited ability that Jesus promised from the Father. 
They didn't know how it was going to come, but they knew it was coming. And they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. When you're in expectation, you don't mind praising and worshiping God. While you're waiting, you might not know how it's going to come. You don't know how it's going to happen. You don't know how. You don't know how God is going to make a way out of no way. But you magnify him and you glorify him because you trust his nature. Are you listening to me? Have you ever seen in the circus the man put his head in the lion's mouth? You don't never have to worry about that for me. You don't never have to worry. You know why? I trust his nature. I trust the lion's nature. And my meat sweet too? Mm-mm. I don't know if y'all have to worry about it. Because he get a smell of this sweet meat, he be done bit my head off. I'm not going to do it. I trust the lion's nature. But if I trust the lion's nature, what make you think I'm not going to trust the nature of God? Ah, he's a way maker. He's a light in the darkness. Come up in here. I expect him to do exactly what he said he would do. When they told me that I had two holes in the upper chambers of my heart, I expected a healing virtue. I expected to be healed. I'm telling you, when the doctor came in there to tell me that they couldn't find, he acted like he had an attitude with me. Didn't he, TJ? He acted like he had an attitude. Well, I can't figure it out. I'm like, well, glory to God. I expected God to do it. I know you don't understand, but I understand his nature. I expected God to show up. I expected God to show out. I trust his nature. Y'all better come up in here with me. Acts chapter 1, verse 3. He also presented himself after... Alive after his many sufferings, they saw this, by many infallible proofs, infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days. He was on, walked around on the earth after he was, after he laid his life down, after he picked it back up, everybody saw it. They saw him hung high on the cross. They saw his hang his head down and say it's finished. They saw him take him off the cross. They saw him wrap, they saw him put him in a borrowed tomb. Now he walking around on the earth for 40 days. So many people, I think I read like over 500 people saw him. There were many eyewitnesses, many infallible proofs. So he showed himself to them now. They were tripping. They were in an emotional upheaval, upheaval. Verse 4 says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. One translation said, Terry. We thought Terry was, thank you, thank you. No, you just wait on what he said that he was going to do. If I got that work, then it's a wage. If I got to work, then it's a wage. I don't have to do any of that. All I have to do is be in confident expectation, knowing that not only is my God a promise giver, oh, hallelujah. 
He's a promise keeper. Has he kept any promise to you? Lift up your hands if he has kept any, if he kept his word. If he kept his word to you, you just ought to give him a praise. He said, for the father which you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, submerged, covered you up with it, but you shall be baptized. That word shall means no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. Not many days from now. When he told them that, they were in confident expectation. They didn't know how it was going to happen. They didn't know what was going to happen. But they had gotten so much confidence, so much expectation, so much trust, so much reliance that now, once upon a time, they were cowards. They all ran. Didn't they all run? Remember Peter? Cussed the people out. Cussed the I don't know them. Blippity blank, blank, blank. Cussed the people out. The same Peter now got confidence and, and boldness and full reliance that he is going to get some unlimited ability. He didn't have the ability not to cuss nobody out at first, but now he had confidence for this unlimited ability. He says, but you shall receive shall no if answer but's about it you shall receive power or unlimited ability when the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses of me in jerusalem in judea samaria into the end of the earth if we go over to acts chapter 2 we'll see that it happened they have been in the upper room all of the all of the disciples they they replaced judas so now it was back to 12 then it was all the women it wasn't just the men the women were in there too including mary it was 120 people in that upper room they were praying they were worshiping they were singing songs they were on one accord they were so excited they could not hold their peace the bible says and suddenly that it was like a sound that came from heaven like a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting I, I looked it up on the internet to see what this sounded like it sounded almost like a freight train a rushing mighty wind it was so noisy the noises is, is almost ear bending that it makes you cover up your ears so this sound the holy spirit came with such a sound that it was ear bending if you look over at at verse 6 it says and when the sound occurred the multitudes came out i always thought that the multitudes came out because they were speaking in tongues no they all heard the sound of the holy spirit when the holy spirit came like a rushing mighty wind you need to get a revelation that the holy spirit came to be actively involved in your life the Holy Spirit didn't come just so you could shout in church, so that you could have a tingle, so that you could cry, so that you can run and leap and jump. The Holy Spirit came so that you, your life could change, so that you could have unlimited, oh good God Almighty, unlimited 
ability. The Holy Spirit came to set your life in motion. The Holy Spirit came to stir you, to move you from a stagnant place to an active place, to rouse you from lackadaisicalness, to propel you, to empower you, to trigger you, to go to work on your behalf, to mobilize you, listen to you, to me, to release unlimited ability. You need to get a revelation. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive the unlimited ability of God. Let me bring this home. The tradition of men and the doctrine of men has remembered the scripture says the the tradition of men has made the word of God of no effect. It never said that the word of God wasn't effective. But your traditions messed it up. And it wasn't effective in your life because you put the tradition above the word. So the tradition and the doctrine of men robbed many believers of the indwelling power, the indwelling unlimited ability of the Holy Spirit by failing to teach, listen to me, that the Holy Spirit is not just available. When you think something is just available, uh, maybe I'll get it today, maybe not. I mean, uh, it's a choice. I might get, I might. Hmm. The Holy Spirit is not just available, but he's aligned with the whole Godhead. He's part of, listen to me, listen to me. That would be like, uh, I tell, I tell, I might, I'm not going to take God today. I won't uh, Jesus, I don't know whether or not I'm going to take this. Come on, come on, come on. If you can take or leave God, take or leave Jesus, why do you act like you want to take or leave the Holy Spirit? When the Holy Spirit gives you unlimited ability, he's not to be taken or left behind. He's given to help you. Why? Because you need help. He's aligned with the Godhead. He's awarded by the Father. He's authorized by the Son. And he's the architect. Listen, of your blueprint. I see he's the architect of your blueprint. Get a revelation. He's the architect of your blueprint, your plan, your destiny. The destiny that God had for you before the foundation of the world. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says, I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster. This is the amplified version. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me. And I will hear your voice and I will listen to you. That's what God wants. He wants you back. He wants you back. He wants you back. Then, with a deep longing, you will seek me, listen, and require me. I won't just be an option. Come up in here, ladies. If you make me an option, step. If I'm an option, deuces, let me, let me choose for you. Bye. 
I'm not an option. I gotta be a requirement. I have to be a priority. Are you listening to me? He said, you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, my, one of my favorite passages of scripture in the voice translation. I'm almost finished. It says, now unto God who can do so many awe-inspiring things, immeasurable things, things greater than we could ever ask or imagine through the power, talking about that unlimited ability, at work in us. Ephesians 3.20 has reference to the unlimited ability that's within you, the power that's within you. Let me read it in the Amplifies. Now unto him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we could dare ask or think. Infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams according to his power. There's that unlimited ability again that is within, at work within us. John chapter 4 says, greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. Can I read a little bit from the voice translation? My children, you have come from God and have conquered these spirits because the one who lives within you is greater than the one who's in the world. But they are of the world and they articulate the views of the corrupt world. This is where we live at today, which the world understands. But we come from God and those who know God hear us. Whoever is not from God will not listen to us. This is the way we discern the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of deception. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will be given to teach us all things, not just some things, but all things things so we could rely on him to guide us and to give us direction for every decision. You can expect, have confident expectation for the unlimited ability to aid and assist you. Listen to me in every crisis you could possibly ever face. The Holy Spirit is more powerful than your enemy, Satan. I'll say it again. The Holy Spirit is more powerful than your enemy, Satan. I'll say it again. The Holy Spirit is more powerful than your enemy, Satan. Satan ain't no match for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is on assignment for you to lead and to guide you into all truth. Listen to me. You got to let him lead and you have to be willing to follow. Last scripture for today. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23. Love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, goodness, or generosity, faithfulness, patience, self-control, which includes self-command. That means when you want to, what did CJ say? When you want to pray, when you don't want to. When you want to do right, (laughs) when you don't feel like it. How many know we don't always want to? Sometimes we feel it. Sometimes we don't feel it. But the Holy Spirit is given to us when we don't feel it. When we don't want to, we still have unlimited 
ability. So we have to pay attention to the indicator light. Pay attention to the indicator light. The indicator light is when you're agitated, annoyed, discouraged, depressed, short-tempered, snapping. That's the indicator light that you need to refill. You need to fill her up again. You ever had the gas light come on and you just driving like you ain't seen the gas light come on? Like I did putt-putt to the, to the tank? Come on, pay attention to the indicator light. When the indicator light comes on, that means it's time for a refill. You need to be refilled, filled up again with the person of the Holy Spirit. If you're agitated, irritated, lacking, struggling, craving, or caving in, you simply need a refilling. Remember what I said? There's no sense in being hungry it's all you can eat place because you have unlimited ability unlimited ability causes you to know that this is your year of illumination this is your year of revelation this is your year of manifestation. This is your year of clarity. This is your year of elimination of confusion. This is your year of life defined with meticulous detail. This is your life. This is your year of life unmistakably true for you. This is your year of grace. Come up in here with me and get a revelation. This is your year of completion. This is your year of newness. Listen to me. This is your year of an up. Great. This is your year of abundance. This is your year of expansion. This is your year of fruitfulness. This is your year of prophetic fulfillment. This is your year of divine relationships. This is your year of divine marriages. This is your year of walking in the fruit of the Spirit. This is your year of flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. This is your year of manifestation. This is your year of unlimited ability. It is so. Oh, good God Almighty. It is so. I said it is so. In the matchless, most holy name of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and by His blood. Somebody just ought to worship. Somebody just ought to acknowledge the person of the Holy Spirit who brings the oil of joy. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. If you need a refill on your joy tank, then lift up your hands. Oh, hallelujah. And begin to magnify him. Make him bigger than your situation. Make him bigger than your problem. Make him bigger than your circumstance. Now, 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 now. Because faith is now. If it's not now, it's not faith. If you're not born again, say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, come into my heart and save me I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.